What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. D. Brown bag lunch. Good morning, afternoon, evening, folks. Whenever you're listening, this is TWLC coming to you live on the 3rd of November, a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. We are grinding. It feels like a long week every time you have a five day week, Drew. I only look forward to the short weeks. I couldn't agree more. I feel like it should be Saturday by now, um, Thursday tomorrow, Thirsty Thursday, Thursday night football. Bruins are on. I'm fired up. Let's this is this why thing. people celebrate the weekend so much. You know, we, we didn't respect it enough. We didn't respect no. Daniel Craig's It's the Weekend. Uh, not, not nearly as much as we should have. No, here we no, are. because it is an absolute grind, and we are early on in our, our job careers here. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. What do, you, what do you got for our holidays this year? Yeah. I hope you pulled them. I only said do the dad joke. He was scrambling at I the beginning him. of this podcast. I, I got tomorrow, speaking of uh, Thursday, Thursday, November 4th, uh, unfortunately uh, for me, National Men Make Dinner Day. So uh, tomorrow I will probably be pressured into cooking um, for my lady friend, which will be... Hopefully I don't burn the chicken, dry it out. That tends to happen. I don't, you know me, I don't like any, any. Are you sauteing it? Are you grilling it? What are you doing? In Typically the oven? I'm a cast iron guy or air fry. Let me tell you something. I don't have a grill. I don't have access no. to a grill currently. Oven, Drew. Oven every day. It takes longer week. though. It takes longer and you got to, I don't know. It's... Eh, not really. 24 minutes in the oven at 425. You're going to get your chicken right around 170. It's so going to be juicy. 12 it's... minutes flip. No, I just leave it in there. You don't even flip. You no, 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 no. no. Half your no. chicken's probably raw. True. It's true. raw. <laughs> no, so I, I get my cookie sheet. I lay down some tin foil, little okay. olive oil on the tin okay. foil, little olive okay. oil. Don't stick. Uh, it's already seasoned already. I flop it on there and I put that thing in there at 425 for 24 minutes. And I put that thermometer in that chicken every time because I'm not getting any salmonella. Okay. Yeah, and I bought so juicy every time doesn't dry out. That's the key. So like, mm-hmm. there's a fine line between raw and juicy, and then you know you you leave it on for 20 extra seconds. It's a hockey it's dry as a hell. Yeah, dry as, like as the hell. Sahara dry Desert. Yeah. yeah, it's like you might as well be in freaking tortilla chips. They're so yeah. dry. That was always the complaint coming. It's tough. coming from the Quinn boys at the dinner table. A little too dry chicken tonight. Oh boy, some ricochet <laughs> shots being being thrown around um so national anyways we'll get back to national men make dinner day that'll be fun i'll let you know if i do a little chicken in the pan a little you know tippity tap we'll see and then it's also national candy day coming off of one of the bigger that's that's ridiculous that it's national candy last week so i do find it a little bit weird that national candy day is tomorrow when halloween was last week and that's sort of like for me at least you know national candy day really so that's too much candy it's a lot of candy you know, a lot of candy. Got to worry about the teeth. Don't want to get cavities. Mm-hmm. Those are the two big ones that I got for you. Served up. Got a dentist appointment this week. Filling a cavity. Uh, an Ooh. old cavity, though. Didn't good. know I had a, a filling loose. It was a, it was a filling that came out. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't tell me for a year because of COVID. They weren't doing fillings. So I, I found out on my next annual checkup that they had to do this. Yo, that's never fun. But hopefully, again, we'll grind it out. 
and you'll be better because of it. I don't mind the dentist. The dentist doesn't freak me out. Not the biggest fan, personally, but it's neither here nor there. Any more days? I'm keeping it light and tight today. I like that. Just yeah, let's keep it efficient. All right, let's get into uh, some hate of the week. We'll start with, I'll start mine. Yep. Tolls. I go over the goddamn Midbay Bridge in Destin every day, $3 okay. each way. Then I got a highway. They hit me with $1.50 on the highway. On the way back home from work, I don't go that way on the highway. It's you a little avoid. quicker to work. I'm always running late. Big show up right on the dot, 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. at the office guy. And, you know, my speeds vary depending mm-hmm. on how yeah. late in the day or late in the morning my prep has gone. Uh, so I hate those tolls. I'm now paying, I don't know, like 30, 30 bucks a week or something just oh, to go over geez. a dang bridge. That adds up. So the hell's yeah. the deal with that anyways? Why do they need that? What's the deal with the toll? Why? Tolls? I think it's maintenance for the bridge slash the roads. That's what they say. At least that's what they uh, allegedly is what it is for. Yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Top top five, maybe three gif of all time. Big and that's thing. coming, folks. That's uh, uh, coming, by the yes. way. Yes. Uh, election season rolls around down in Florida, and you will see get rid of the tolls. Like this mayor's running for no tolls. And I think I'd vote for that person every he single time. He has your vote. Yeah. He has not, your I'm vote. not a Florida resident, but he has my uh, sentiment. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, um, I'll get right into my honorable mention here okay, as well, yeah. and then well, I'll hand why it off. Not? Why I, not? I'll let you think on it because I know you were ill-prepared for this I when we one. came in. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, losing to a high team in fantasy football. Tough one. And you being yeah. the second high team. That's a, There's yeah. nothing worse. There's no worse feeling. No. I think you could couple that with being, you know, a high points four guy during the season, but you're like, in like three and four. Place. Yeah. And you're in seventh place, and the guy in first has the lowest points for in the league. Yeah, that's frustrating as hell. That makes you want to blow your brains up. 100%. That's super frustrating. Also, I mean, we've been through it a million times, but like all of the different bad beats that come with fantasy. Yeah. Um, you know, last week for me, like just to give you a sneak peek into what I was dealing with um, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Dalvin Cook. James Robinson and Travis Kelsey all combined for less than 40 points. I was going to say, I, I saw I mean, Travis Kelsey on a couple of, couple of scoreboards that I looked at this week killer, and lost by like two. And you're like, Travis Kelsey doesn't get four points. That's yeah. Unacceptable. It's just unacceptable for the, for the squad like that. We dropped to Josh Wilson as well, which is just gut wrenching. We're six and two. We're still in the lead um, in my big money league with our points for, but again, that's sort of a sneak peek into that. Is that um, the league I excommunicated from? It is, yes. <laughs> it is. Um, my hate of the week, sort of on the trend of like driving and you know, all that jazz, is when you're driving into a gas station and yeah, you can't just pull right in to a lot because people are cone. already either oh. there's a cone or there's already cars that are like on the opposite side. So you have to like it's tough to describe over the pod, but I think the gist of it is. When you can't just literally in line. yeah, you're either in a line, you have to wrap all the way around or like back in and like shimmy your way in. It's yeah, it never seems to be easy, especially when I'm in a rush and really need gas. And then I'm gonna sort of parlay that that hate of the week with this one. When you get out of the car, 
and you go to put the pump in. And I don't know if this is just like manual error, but it happens to me more often than it should is when you go to press the trigger yeah, and it just pops on you a million times yep. and you got to keep pressing it. I'm like, is the pump out of gas? Yeah. Do I not have money in my account? Is the person, is the person behind the counter messing with me? What is going on? I don't know, but there's nothing that drives me more insane. There was a time a couple of weeks ago where I was at the uh, Essex switch gels. I'm, I, I pumped like $2 and 70 cents of gas into my car. And I'm like, that's enough. I'm not dealing with this. Cause I kept having to you oh, know, do the trigger and then it pumps. those pumps. I'm like, are you kidding are me? Insane. Yeah. No, you, you have to say I have enough to get to the next gas station. Yeah, exactly. I'll go pay $3 more if I don't have yeah. to do that. If I can just have a nice steady flow. I don't know. Do you know, this is a weird question, but do you know what causes that? Is it, does the pump down of gas? Is it something I'm doing? I have no clue. Is I just pump? always assumed the pump was like a broken. pump malfunction of sorts. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some nothing hydraulic frust- fluids needed. Nothing more know. frustrating for me when that happens. It, it's Have it's you always ever, a big letdown. First time in my career that I had to, it was during the like whole gas shortage scare, morons filling up like their boats and stuff at the gas station instead of people just settling down because we get our gas like via boat or something down here. So it had nothing to do with that, that whole gas line. And they closed down all like the, the left tank sided cars. Like, so if your gas tank was on the left, it was yeah. like coned off and you'd have to either go in the, you know, the opposite exactly. way, That's but there was, yeah. Drew, there was four or five cars deep in a line. Yeah. I'm not waiting. So I had to go over, minutes. over the trunk and in. Have you no ever way. done that? No. Yeah. You so, there, go over, so you would use the enough. opposite. You would use the opposite one. Correct. But I thought you said they were coned up. No. So I used the the right sided. I see. You know. Yeah. You had to use the opposite side pump and bring it all over. Right the over the hood. Jesus. And into the into the nozzle, like or the someone probably took a picture of you and said, "What an idiot!" No, I I wasn't the but first in reality, one to do it. I did it have because it. I saw somebody do it, and I was like, oh. "The hose is long enough. That's what we're doing. Shorter line." Hey, make plays, not excuses, right? Make plays, yes. not excuses. At the end of the day, that's what you got to do. <laughs> All right, I think we'll head into love of the week now. Yeah, uh, I'll give it to you first since I went first last. Mine's time. very simple. Very clear and concise. And you may not be able to relate given your current location, but this weather, it's getting a little bit chilly. Throw on a sweatshirt, throw on maybe a little winter hat, throw on your boots, your flannel. I adore this weather. I thrive in it. This is where I feel like I have the strongest wardrobe Okay. and I can really just... You yeah. have a couple of jean jackets. This is good jean jacket weather. We, I appreciate you plugging that. I do have a jean jacket. I have a bunch of flannels, um, things like that. So peacoat? really, are you a peacoat guy? I have one. Don't wear We're it. We're getting much. into I peacoat start to season. Wear yeah, we we are. Peacoat um, big at the hockey rink. Big, huge for the O'Malley O'Malley and JHS yeah. hockey rinks. Shout out Dorothy Talbot. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, not a big all uh, weather. Fall weather in general is just freaking awesome. So we're there. It's starting to be like when you wake up in the morning and you're shivering. It's so cold. And then the sun comes out. And then when you're leaving work, you're shivering again. Yeah. And I don't know. It's You start to get that holiday cheer. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, which 
I know you're fired up for. Extreme. And then we got Christmas. It's a great stretch, especially we were talking about it in our pod group a couple weeks ago, especially with the off year because of COVID. It's going to come in hot and it's going to come in heavy and I'm fired up. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you more. Fall, fall golf is the mecca of all golf. I imagine when I go to heaven, <laughs> it will be fall and I will be playing in either a quarter zip, a vest, or some sort of Under Armour underneath the golf short and pants. Can I make one quick comment? I played yeah. my first like real fall golf. You know me, I, I'm spotty with it. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot more, as you know. Uh, me and Bill and a couple of our buddies played a couple of weeks ago at Beverly. Yeah. One thing that I'm sure. Don't say you... the leaves. If you're going to say the leaves right now, I'm going to lose it. Because this came up in our other group I can't chat. find my ball. I can't Rick. find Rick it. Rick has the same problem. And you know I what I told Rick? Immediately lose the ball every time. I, I lost so many balls. I told Rick that is a culmination of maybe not a great golfer. I didn't mention that. I could but have. But it is. No, that's but fair. it's also a, a poorly kept course. Because the nice courses, they're getting the blowers out there. And the clearing, fans clearing and they're the clearing sides. all that stuff back into the woods and but you get a beverly golf and tennis they don't have the money to do that a lot of people rolling through there exactly. you're gonna lose a billion balls it's impossible when it's underneath the leaf you're not gonna find it i so i totally agree with what you're saying but i'm also very glad that you are on my side with this it it, it becomes yeah. difficult because you're you know, in the summer, you're scanning, you're just trying to catch that glimmer of white. You're scanning, yep. you're looking, and you, you get it. This time, it's like, I feel like I'm blind. It's, hey, they're letting the rough grow out a little longer now. The ball's yeah, settling it's, down. It's certainly not easy, and it's something that I'm just sort of realizing. Uh, Let's but say fine, fine, you know, finely capped golf courses like The Rock, Cristonado, shout out, uh, gets those, those big Leaves fan right blowers. Out. You just drive the cart around in circles down the rough line and blow that thing off the course. So here's, I, I have, I'd be remiss tonight. They call them so. Buffalo blowers. That's my maiden like that. stays coming back. I like that. So William, William James's alternative to not losing balls was he has these yellow, bright, bright yellow, orange, and red mat balls that he used. And all day he was bragging about them. About, oh, I would think I that find... would be worse. The colors blend because in with the I can leaves. find my ball in every course. And I go, why don't you just go down to Richardson's and play mini golf with those balls, William? <laughs> We're adults here. Use a white ball. And he's reaming me out. I'm like, I, how, I need to hear your stance on the colored balls. I don't mind a yellow ball okay. because that's kind of became normal in golf. And I've ran into the case where the, the pro shop might not have pro V ones or pro V one X's, which is what I like to use unless it's just a yellow one. And I don't mind it. I don't mind looking at it and I can see it probably a little better in like on like a cloudy day. Yeah. But I would think it would be worse in the fall with the leaves being, you know, orange, reddish, yellow hue. I think you would need the brightest shade of white. I, I think you need white. white. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little bit odd to me, but I had to share because it was, there was a little something, a little tension between us. Rick, with the ball Rick was fired up about that that take as well with fall golf. He didn't. He doesn't That's like the fine. leaves. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, definitely a problem throughout the golf community. Uh, yeah. My love of the week, and oh, I didn't even mention this because fall is is the uh, genre here that we're talking about. Yeah. Big controversy in the shoe group. Mike G 
despises fall for some reason which says it's like one of the worst seasons of the year it's so overrated he likes spring better than fall which is a joke spring Spring is is bottom of the barrel you're scraping the stinks rains it's cold still it's wet it's wet every day yeah you walk outside and i expect my shoes to be buried in in just a lake it's one of the worst takes and he he got ridiculed pretty harshly in that group for good reason and we can't allow that we can't allow that to happen accountability spring is not even in the it's not even close and and the best part is as the as we get deeper and deeper into fall you'll receive the weekly text of of people taunting g being like 65 and sunny not too bad of a day out here exactly it's it's money so Yeah. yeah my love of the week i got a couple buttermilk biscuits that come in the little tube at the grocery store okay bisquick i i think is like no bisquick's pancake no bisquick's the pancake mix but you Who's can the probably... little dough boy Pillsbury. oh hillsbury uh, yeah hillsbury yep. buttermilk you, biscuits you kind of cut them off in the tubes right and then you yep. throw you plop them in the uh on the sheet Speaking right on a cookie sheet sheets. in yep. there for like 11 minutes i think brown them yep. up toss them on a plate there I, I get two every morning have them for breakfast. I'm not a big okay. breakfast guy, so I love it. It's it's like quick and easy. Just grab them out of the fridge, eat two on the way to work. That's my breakfast. I before you move on, I, I again this is biscuits and gravy. That, biscuits. I mean, it can go along with that. Speaking of William well. James, that's his go-to. Yeah, don't say that word. Don't say that breakfast around him. I think he's he biscuits, the, sausage, and gravy. Says he eats gravy. Yes, from none other than the morning glory. Rest in sweetest of paradises, our sweet mm-hmm. princess down on the bully corner there um oh my god i can't speak i just i don't know what just happened anyways uh pillsbury the crescent rolls that they have phenomenal okay i saw those i said get out of here i want Uh, my biscuits i promise you you will not regret the crescent rolls there's a little bit of work to like kind of fold them over but now drew oh my god they're phenomenal are you saying that correctly or are you talking about croissants or is it crescent no, rolls? No, 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 okay. no. Two different things, two different things. Okay. Don't try to catch me here because croissants are like dry. I'm not a croissant guy. Dry, gross. Just okay. get your, your So this one is feet. actually spelled crescent. C-R-E-S-C-E-N-T. C-R-E-S-C-E-N-T roll. Okay. Not, yes. not the O-I-S-S-A-N-T. There's okay. a little bit of work because you kind of have to like cut it into strips and then fold them over to get like the sort of like the... The, pretzel, the cross the section. crescent the cross crescent yeah but, oh my god if you're having a little if you're having some steak or some chicken on the grill bake up like a handful of those for you you won't regret it butter them up nice voila Continue. okay my honorable mention played tennis for the first time in probably eight months uh just hitting a, a good topspin forehand full power that that lands in in the court no feeling like it okay wouldn't know what it's like. Not a they don't come guy. around all that often. I I feel like as far as the forehand is my weakness, uh, but yeah, it, it's there's nothing like it. if you can go down the line with it. I I'm not yeah. there yet. I'm a cross court guy to help out with the topspin, but okay. There's nothing like a well struck tennis ball where you want want it to go. Where you want it to go. I can see that. I can see why that would be a love of the week. I would and not to take a step back into golf, but like. A guy like me, who it's a dice throw if I'm even getting off the tee box most times, um, being able to hit a well-struck ball 
physically it feels good. It looks good. Driving the ball up the tee is one of the more pleasurable experiences for me at this point in my life in terms of like, which is a little bit sad, but it's true. So <laughs> yeah, it's similar. It's similar in a way. No, it is. It is. It's um, I imagine throughout all of sports, yeah. there's that same feeling. Yeah. Uh, let's get into stocks. I want a 30 second rundown of how it's gone the past probably month that we haven't done this segment. I can jump right in. Like I said, offline, I have gone lean, mean, and don't know another word that rhymes with those, but we're, we're, we're trimming the fat. We're shaving things down. We have Tesla, we have Square, who have been our two bulls, our two mainstays. I is, This is the, the two where we joke and we say, when I'm at Greeley's and my phone's in my pocket and my suit, sell the, sell the stock of them because I'm not selling it. You can literally pry the phone out of my cold, dead hand, plug it in, log into the app. I'll give you the face scan before I, before I depart and you can sell them then, or you can keep them for yourself and manage them. I don't care. I'm not selling them ever. Not once. Those are my two big boys. I don't even know what to say about like Tesla, like square has been just sort of up and down. That's how they are that we know that Yep. ebbs and flows. We're here for it. We're prepared for it. But Tesla, I don't know how you can prepare for the damage that they've done in the past month up $421 53%, just shy of 53% in the last 30 days. I don't even know what to say. Over $1,200. Like, it's remarkable, the growth that we've seen even in the past week. Yeah. And I am very glad to be a shareholder. Um, and then lastly, I'm I, can I, can I say just our, oh, you're well yes. over, but that's all right. Re- Allbirds is my last one. Allbirds is my last one. I, I, I told you guys today, I walked the walk because I literally wore them today and I talked Allbirds. the talk. 10 shares. They went public officially today, $21.21. You don't see that often, 21, 21, 21. Uh, they're now up at 2790, uh, 93% since the morning when they rolled out officially, up 86% in total. Love to see it. Might play the game and sell and jump back in. Not sure yet, but that's where we stand. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> did shout out and say Tesla is the one we're going to hold you guys to to get out there and buy and we're still saying it it's gonna continue it's crazy i think you still we've seen the i've I've researched the infrastructure piece of it they're gonna keep making money off of that and you i don't know if it's getting up into massachusetts and gloucester specifically there are teslas everywhere down here i saw two parked in my work parking lot today that i have not seen before i'll just so people are buying so get on tesla my one plug or I'll, I'll give a couple ether unbelievable run similar to Tesla's. I think the last time we talked about it, it was in the low two thousands now yeah. at 4,500. Are you kidding me? Incredible. I think they have a, a Bitcoin like trajectory. They seem mainstream enough where they're not just going to collapse in the crypto yep. world. Uh, so I'll probably try to sprinkle in and get maybe like one more share or something and, and try to build up the portfolio because if they do explode, that's just more money. And then Neo, little comeback. We're getting there. We're almost back to where we were. Earnings come out 11.8, big day. That could skyrocket the stock again and get us back into those 50s and start earning some profits. Lemonade, little bounce back. We were getting dicey. We were getting to the point of no comeback, I think. Low 60s. It was at 180 at one point last year. Yeah. Uh, it was dark times. Crazy. And 
I think they just came out that they're going to start like making a car or something. They're an insurance company. I have no idea how that's going to work. How does that work? But guess what? I like it. Any news is good news in the stock game. Let's do it. 100%. That's all I got for mine. Beautiful. Love it. And now, the big segment of the show, we're going to roll into an interview uh, with my, my good college friend, college roommate, Brian Eustace, and his buddy, Matt Skull. They're going to talk. Oh, the last name, by the way. Yeah. Badass is what that is. They're going to talk to us about the Honor Connor Classic, which is a a charity event that's founded after their late past best friend, Connor McCadden. Uh, They played basketball with him growing up. And that's kind of what the event's focused around and also giving back to certain charities that he either experienced uh, through his kind of treatment that he was going through or that have just, he's reached out and touched somehow. Um, So we'll dive right into the interview with Brian and Matt. All right, here with our special guest this week, we got my old college roommate, Brian Eustace, used to keep me up at all hours of the night. (laughs) And along with him is Matt Skull. I think I'm pronouncing that right. That's gotta be the only way to pronounce that last name. Uh, But they're here, talk a little bit about a charity that is, I know, very close to Brian's heart. I imagine Matt's as well. Uh, and we'll just kind of get the backstory here first on, you know, the reasons for setting up this charity, how long it's been going on, and, and then we'll talk about kind of the future of it. So let's hear some background, first of all, and, and give us the charity name. Yep, Curtis, never last name, pretty easy five letters. So nice. I didn't mess it up. So uh <laughs> So to give a little background on what the Honor Connor Classic is, um, so I was I met Connor when I was in sixth grade, um, and quickly became one of my best friends. And then Brian like moved, like lived next to him, so they were neighbors their entire lives. And I've got fond memories of playing basketball in uh, Brian's Brian's driveway. So me and Brian also go way back. Um, but Connor unfortunately was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. Uh, one of the first years when he was in high school. So me and Connor went to middle school together in Metuchen, New Jersey. And then uh, we all went to separate high schools, basically like me, uh, Connor, and then one of our other good friends, Corey. Uh, so Connor actually went to high school with Brian and played a little basketball with Brian too. Um, and basketball ties in because the event itself is, we, it was founded after Connor passed in 2014, um, we started, we like, originally, uh, I just had the idea to, to have shirts just with the I am Connor Strong. We, we, the idea was pretty much like we ripped off the like, um, the Chuck Pagano Strong stuff. So like, okay, let's, let's sell some shirts for I am Connor Strong. And we ended up donating that money from the first t-shirt run to the Embrace Kids Foundation. And that next year, I'm not sure if it was Brian who reached out or I reached out, but we had the idea to start a basketball game in his honor. Um, not really kind of expecting to go that far. I mean, the first year, I think it was just Connor's dad, Andy's also a big basketball fan. Seattle didn't fall, fall far there. Um, and it was basically like the, the men's league versus the current um, CYO high school team. And then Brian, had, Brian and a couple of his friends. The watch the college kids. Coming yeah. Out. So it was, but it was cool. Cause it's like, I was still in high school, but we, it was a good way for Brian to come back and meet all his college buddies. And it, that's kind of how the event turned out was it was like the perfect way for everyone to come together um, during the Thanksgiving breaks. So basically it was 
it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving Eve. So before you went out with all your buddies to drink, you went, you came to the, you came to the gym, and it's, it's, and just to remember Connor and Connor, we just got off a call with, um, with the camp we're doing, one of the camps we're going into, which Brian will get into a little bit later. But the event itself is, it's, it's kind of just transformed from that first year to just a, a few of Connor's close friends to. Uh, people that never knew who Connor was kind of understand what Connor meant to those that knew him. And I feel like his spirit definitely like lives on like through the event and through every person that he touched. Um, and we, we could talk a little bit later about like what, like what who Connor was and like what he stood for, but the event I think does a really good job of embodying um, who he was and we just learned in the call that we just got off of with the one of the camps voting to is funny enough we didn't know this until like recently that Connor went to this camp um, and he was there for a week but it had but Connor had a profound impact on everybody he he came across um, and at this camp they actually the year after he passed so it was it was pretty emotional emotional talk. Me and Brian had our cameras off, thank God, because I was cheering up like a little bitch. But um, but he um, they they told a story of they they have their own Connor classic at the camp. So luckily we didn't we didn't trade that trade mark the name. So otherwise we would go after them. Um, but they have their own Connor classic, and it's kind of the same thing where it's kind of people that didn't know who Connor was understand and like get a piece of his legacy through the event. Um, so I'm super excited to work with that camp this year. And then Brian can kind of jump into the, the two camps we're supporting this year. Yeah, I, th I think the big thing that, that hits for me, at least, coming from SHU and not knowing Connor at all till I met Brian, uh, just like that widespread, you know, generational impact of maybe you didn't know Connor firsthand. I knew him secondhand through Brian. Uh, through the t-shirt fundraisers every year. I love the t-shirts every single year. Uh, one of my favorite little workout workout t-shirts that I go to work in. And yeah, just seeing the, the impact that it had on Brian, uh, knowing him for, for those first four years was huge. So uh, I'll kick it over to you, Brian. Drew, unless you have any questions here uh, to, to get back to Matt, or we'll, we'll talk about kind of who they're donating to now. Yeah, no questions yet. I think Brian might answer some of, some of mine. So I'll hand him the mic. Okay. Yeah. So as Matt mentioned, like the main, like the core was just kind of people getting together. We didn't really, we kind of used the donation as maybe a secondary benefit of just people wanting to buy the shirts, people wanting to show up at the gym. Um, but we've realized kind of as it's grown that this could be an opportunity to really help um, some of these foundations. So we previously had donated to uh, a local foundation that helped like families that went through tragedy, um, which we had done for like a few years. And this year we kind of um, changed our focus a little bit to two new charities. Um, there are two camps, which with COVID and everything else, they weren't able to function last year. They weren't able to have kind of foundation, like foundational events, just given nobody could kind of show up to those. So um, speaking to kind of the counselors and kind of the boards, um, we're hoping that we're able to kind of really contribute to these camps. So um, the first that uh, Matt had mentioned is Camp Quality New Jersey. Um, so this was a camp that Connor had gone to and it kind of helps kids that have cancer. Um, they have kind of like the medical attention just in case um, for anything that they need, but they're able to go zip lining um, the soccer game, as Matt mentioned. Um, and it just gives them an opportunity kind of having been with Connor through kind of those chemo sessions and being in the hospital where 
we couldn't really go anywhere or he physically couldn't go anywhere. Um, just kind of having that, that week to just kind of be himself, um, parents not having to worry. Um, that's kind of the, the core of what they do and um, kind of hearing those stories. He clearly impacted that camp. Um, but I think that it camp kind of impacted him um, in the sense of just being able to be with like-minded people going through that uh, kind of that struggle where we talked with um, a camper Xavier who fortunately he kind of got through his, um, his like treatment and everything and he's good now. Um, but he was able to kind of share his experience with Connor. So um, that's the, the first camp that we're donating to. And the second is kind of through, um, I'm like a New Jersey elk member and they work exclusively with um, Camp Moore. Um, and this camp help is kind of similar, um, but they help kids with disabilities. So um, the big thing for them is that they have kind of like a one-to-one, two-to-one like counselor to um, kind of camper ratio where parents, again, can just kind of let their kids um, it's very like wheelchair accessible. Um, they have just professionals that come in just so they're again, able to kind of have those experiences, but it's in an environment that allows them to do so. Um, so again, the fact that the camps weren't open, we're really hoping that kind of with this event this year, um, we'll really be able to make a difference for kind of the, the next year or two where they're able to maybe get the resources that they need that um, maybe previously they didn't. So Matt and I are definitely really excited about kind of the, organizations that we're working with having talked to them um and that that's kind of like a, a new shift that we've had for the future and we're just really excited about it for uh for this thanksgiving nice a uh, couple of questions that just arise off the top of my head just listening to that how many campers you know are they are these two camps taking in you know per quarter per year i don't know how they do it whether it's like sessions type of deal uh, if you have any numbers or just a guess yeah, so I know in terms of camp quality, um, they've definitely helped a, a lot of people. Um, I have that figure right here. If you just give me one second. Um, but yeah, the big thing is, I'd say like being able to care for, for that number. Um, so uh, looking at it here, um, they camp more, or I'd say, sorry, uh, camp quality, they're able to have about 40 campers at a time. Okay. Um, and usually requires about um, 80 total volunteers. So that kind of gives you a perspective in terms of making sure that kind of every camper is cared for. Um, in terms of Camp Moore, I would say that's it's pretty similar, okay. um, give, or, give or take 10 or 20 uh, campers. So um, just being able to kind of have a few, they each have kind of their own dorms, um, their own houses, which was a cool story that we heard um, where Connor kind of had his buddies that were his age. Um, they have like a graduating class. So it's just kind of a cool, almost like college-like atmosphere where you're able to kind of stay, stay with those, um, type of people. Yeah. And both, and both cool. camps are um, completely free. So like, uh, the donations kind of go to help fund that. So there's no financial, um, uh, backing needed from the parents or anything. Like we know like medical bills can get kind of crazy. Um, so that's like, they're both completely free. So. That's kind of the background to it. That's excellent. And yeah, I mean, I'm running quick figures here because I'm thinking my my Air Force bullet writing that I've been working on. You know, 40 campers, if you're doing a week, 52 weeks in a year, you're getting just north of 2,000 campers. I'm sure they're taking a couple of weeks off in between for their staff, but, you know, getting somewhere close to 2,000 campers a year is pretty pretty impressive, I would say. 
or uh, just a correct uh, their summer camp so a little bit okay. truncated in terms of that but gotcha. yeah i mean just like over over the course of that summer there there are a lot of people that coming from just varying health and and medical backgrounds that they have to kind of adjust to so um that's that's definitely a factor in terms of just needing needing that money to prepare for it yeah definitely true you got anything yeah, I, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, with these two camps, and it sounds from the outside looking in, first I'm hearing of it, that, um, you know, from the six or seven or so years that the charity has been in existence and how you've been able to grow it and expand Connor's story and the, the footprint of the charity, I guess, what what do you guys see as like, um, you know, major goals that you're setting or next steps or like a long-term vision or how you can continue to um, continue to take steps up and, and grow the charity in general like is there is there anything else on, in the pipeline outside of the summer camps that that you guys have looked at or considered to continue to try to expand um things overall yeah matt if you don't mind me jumping in so i'd say one element that we recently kind of had to add was our, our website overall um just given previous years it was literally just kind of word like by word of mouth uh we'd send some emails um nothing too crazy but um, this past year, yeah, we added a website, um, www.honorconnorclaska.com for the people. Um, but we're able to kind of give that information. Um, a new thing that we were able to do last year and we're about to do, um, set up in the next week or so is online um, shirt sales. So that just allows, again, expanding that, that community where before we'd kind of have to hand out shirts and there's nothing wrong with the local community. But if, say, like Kurt wants me to ship one out to him, uh, I can easily do that. And, I'm not um, local anymore. I know, I know. You're gonna you're gonna be a shipping fee, but uh, <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. But we're able to do that. So that's definitely like one element in terms of just and like why we want to come on here. Just let people know that this is something that you can contribute to. Um, Matt has some fire designs that that we'll be able to showcase. Um, it's crew next season, so um, be on the lookout um, on the website. We'll be able to sell some of those. <laughs> and yeah, to kind of. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to expand kind of on what Brian said in terms of like overall goals, like moving forward um, and, that, and that sort of thing, like kind of the vision, quote unquote, of, of it all. Um, and I think like every year we kind of just try to, we try to get incrementally a little bit larger and we try to expand the reach a little bit further. Um, and like last year was tough because we had COVID, so we couldn't have the basketball game for the first time. But it kind of forced us to think outside the box. Um, which is like where the Elks kind of came up because you're able to do something outdoors and follow all the restrictions and all that good stuff. Um, so that kind of pushes us out of the box. And now we're like switching from being on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving to now the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So we're hoping that that allows more people to come. And then we're also doing a two-part event where it's not only just the basketball tournament or just the Elks. We're combining both. So it can be the basketball tournament that starts around like two or three we're still finalizing that and then right after like probably less than two miles on the road is the elks and then people can go to that event yeah so i think every year we try to expand it um and it's kind of it's transformed like it went from like like i said when i first like introduced the event like it went from like two or three teams to like now people play that i don't that i've never met and people show up to watch that i've never met so it's just really cool to kind of see the event just keep keep on growing so I think that's kind of like the vision just to keep growing. I and mean, the vision was to outgrow like our current venue in terms of basketball. And I think we're moving towards there. I'm a little nervous about this year because we had the we had the year low. Um, but I'm 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 fairly confident that once we get this thing pushed out that 
we're going to hopefully exceed expectations again. Yeah, as far as the basketball game goes, what are you guys getting for numbers? Are you, I'm assuming there's, you know, fans coming in. Are you holding it in like the, the high school basketball arena or, or what's it look like? Yeah, so we do it actually. So me and Connor went to middle school together, like a small Catholic school, St. Francis Cathedral. So we pretty much packed that CYL in 2019. We pretty much like packed, it, packed that thing to the brim. Okay. Um, we had to like open up the stage and like we had 110, 115 players sign up to play. So we had a, a bracket going and like we ended up having to cut games to like 10 minutes, which is not a popular thing because you need to get in and out of there. Yeah. Um, so there's about 110 players and Brian, I don't know how many people. Were yeah, it was it was the point. Him. I think like that CYO holds like 450, and like we had like the diocese coming in, being like, "Yo, like we might need to get rid of some people." Like it was like yeah. to that point where I got I got a got like a priest clergy member just like talking with Connor's dad, being like, "You didn't tell me there's gonna be this many people." He's gonna he's he's concerned about the structural integrity of the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so are. you are you running like a, a tournament style then bracket style? Like you were, you were saying, it's not just one game. It's, it's multiple teams running through, yeah. like, you know, it's gotta be what four four to six hours long or, or what's the. Yeah. Timeline? So, so we originally had done like the, there's like four, I'd say like four teams, like three or four teams we began with. And we did like, um, like double elimination, but we did like full court, like I'd say like regular time. So like wasn't as like many games and then we kind of like kept adding teams um and then we just kind of had like yeah we we kept doing the double elimination and we really like it was to the point where like people were trying to go to the bars and they, they have to play in like a final game so we kind of took that and we're like all right we got we have to change it up a little bit so we've been doing like half court play to 11 um to kind of like speed it up a little bit um yep. which it definitely helped i'd say like that last year just because, like, nobody wants the, especially some of the, like, college students, like, there's some dudes huffing and puffing down the court. Like, nobody needs to see that guy running for his second game in some, a row. So. Someone actually tore the ACL playing one year. Oh, like, my really, God. Really serious. Like, Connor was a competitive guy, and, like, this, this thing gets yeah, no, people, people were like, like, yeah, he was, like, diving for a ball. I'm like, dude, like, I, I, I mean, love you, but, like, I, I didn't need that. <laughs> that's outstanding, yeah. I think, to have that level of competition and intensity is – Oh, yeah. It's pretty impressive and says a lot about the types of people you guys are recruiting, so. And the uh, the, the crazy part is the most competitive is the the old men CYO team. Yeah. These guys practice 50, 60 every Sunday, and they got this uh, this guy, Big Christian, 6'4", will just, like, back you down, like, the most unstoppable force. But, like, D1 basketball back in the day, it's like, I'm not enjoying myself just casually playing <laughs> nice nice it sounds like you guys are gonna have to maybe get some more arenas like you, you might have to throw in the outside courts the <laughs> the pavements for the prelims to to get into the big yeah. tournament or something <laughs> yeah, need to play in, yeah yeah you know uh Kurt, this year uh new addition to the team mr ej and santarpio needed to get my big man ready to go oh wow known on the block yeah uh-oh Great, Brian, great Brian free throw percentage on that guy. Weapons. Yeah, he's, he, he's about to get in a fight with somebody. You know that. <laughs> he, he is one of the more competitive uh, spirits in our little shoe friend group. He was known for intramural elbows in the post. He was it. also known to, you know, almost get in a fight in the intramural football championship when we were up about 20 points. Champions, guys, got the dub? Oh, yeah. of course. We, we were... <laughs> I don't want to say we were, sneaky, we were good. sneaky good in intramurals. We had a dodgeball championship, flag football. We never got the 
basketball brian was our only hope he, he had like all our points during the game uh, i think i hit like one three in my junior year and that was it and i think the peak of our basketball was uh we lost to the d1 football team by like two points i think that was it yeah that's it, good that's a win in my book yeah. the game yeah. plan was to run deception run up and down the court get the ball to brian and he'll shoot 50 percent, and we'll go from there <laughs> that's outstanding feed the man yes uh true anything yeah for... one more and yeah one more question um just in closing from my end are there other ways that people can lend a hand and help you both and the charity in general besides donating donating i know you mentioned like referees and obviously having folks um you know obviously at the camps or at the basketball tournaments are there other ways that we can help you guys um help people help the charity without, you know, if, if money is, is an issue and they can't donate, um, are there other alternatives where we can, be, you know, help people stay involved? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely go to both of the CAMS websites that I think we have, we'll have a link on our website um, and, vo- and volunteer to um, go for a week or, or, or one of those and volunteer at the camp itself. And then overall, like, just like, we're not to sound like Gary Vee, but we're really pushing the whole content game now. Like we're really trying to expand our social media just because we really want to start securing uh, bigger sponsors. So the larger we can kind of grow our social media um, reach, um, I think the better we can do in terms of attracting sponsors. So really just like, if you want to, if you want to help out, help out with the camps, definitely go to the websites and try to volunteer. Um, and then if you want to try to help, help us help them, um, just keep posting on social, repost our stuff. Like and uh, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, yeah. subscribe, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so the, the Instagram handle is also Honor Connor Classic. If you want to check that out, um, the website is also linked there. Where you, like, they'll have that info. Um, and even just in like a more basic thing, like obviously we're pushing for the gear just in terms of like that will help the final donation that we'll be able to give. But honestly, it's just nice to see the stuff um, being able to at school I know when we had our Relay for Life, um, I was able to sell a few shirts and just seeing a few of those just McCadden twos on the back. Um, at the very least, just being able to see people kind of rep that and just have that have that connection is really the what we're going for here. Um, of course, like the, the charities, we want to donate as much as possible, but the broad sense is just kind of continuing his, his legacy overall. Um, and however that may be, I personally think it's pretty sweet seeing people rock the shirt. Um, all the time love seeing kurt on a snap but uh yeah I, i'd say in a simple sense uh that, w- that would be great as well we're going global we're going global with the mcadam twos a uh, <laughs> couple more questions i got now that drew sparked what i had in my mind and i forgot on the admin side of the house i've looked into me and drew have and a, a variety of our friend group there's a bunch of hurdles as far as you know getting the I don't know what to call it the charity like designation or whatever tax-free and stuff did you guys run into any issues with that or or was it all pretty simple so that's something that we have to like we, we so we actually do not have like the 502c um designation yeah. um so we donate to, sec sorry yeah <laughs> we, we 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 <laughs> We donate to like 502C charities. That's something that okay. we're probably going to have to do soon. Um, and like now like, we're kind of running into the issue of like we're running raffles um, at the event this year. And like 
it's not gonna like you're supposed to like register with the state and all that stuff yeah and brian and i are kind of just like yeah it's probably not what we're gonna do this year it's yeah, probably yeah. How they won't steal from court. the kids i dare them <laughs> yeah <laughs> no so that we have looked into it and it is like a bunch of steps so that's why i was wondering if you guys had it or not but yeah you'll get there you'll get there and then as far as total money goes i'm sure you guys are, are probably tracking that uh i think it's always impressive whenever i go to whether it's a charity golf scramble that's been going on for 20 years and to hear you know how much they've donated to whatever charity they're they're donating to but i'm sure you guys for the six to seven years have you know around some sort of figure uh and i'd be more than happy to listen in and let the people know yeah so hold up i'm bringing up that right now i have the total figure um, so last year itself, we had um, the total donation was just under 5,500. Um, and that should have been closer to 6,000. Now it was like, we went up in donations, even though like we went down in reach, because obviously we couldn't have more than like 150 people at the event because of COVID. Yep. Um, so we went up still. So every year it's been going up. Um, we also were the top donator for the, like the, the charity. Um, so that, that was like definitely a, a milestone that we were able to hit. Um, there are definitely some bigger, I'd say, companies that, that were involved. So being able to be in that kind of like that 1A spot on the shirt um, was definitely nice to see last year. So I have the total figure here is if you add up every single year, it's yep. a little bit over $25,000. That's huge. Yeah. That's amazing. And this is our seventh year this year. So the first year um, was 2015, I think. I want to say so averaging around we'll call it what four four to five grand a year yeah. yeah so i mean this year our goal is at least i mean obviously every year we want to grow but like i think we uh, the goal is like 7500 this year that's the goal that i was set gotcha and, and, and i think uh, long longevity is like the the big thing in those numbers is you, you guys will get up past the 10 year mark you'll somehow be over like a hundred grand and you're like holy crap that's a ton of money and yeah, I mean, that's definitely like a factor and what's, what's nice in terms of kind of growing uh, like with different charities associating with like different people where we're able to kind of like ex expand that like reach as we were talking about, just being able to reach out to Connor's like former camp and having kind of the ca like counselors and campers that he knew and kind of like bringing them kind of into this Connor classic event um, and being able to just one, like talk to them and two, just um, have them associated. So yeah, that's, that's definitely been kind of, a nice benefit of kind of working with these new charities too. Yeah. It's like, it's just keeping, it's keeping like the a Connor strong thing has like kind of like became a motto and just like, it's just kind of keeping his legacy alive and keeping his spirit alive. Um, and it's even really expanding like his reach because it's like, I have friends from college. I mean, credit, she never met him. I, I like my friends from college that live in Jersey. Um, they come to the event now and it's like, these, these guys have never heard of Connor. Like if every now and then I get drunk and talk about him, but in all actuality, like they never met Connor, but never heard of him. But this event kind of like is kind of just a beacon for like, like a celebration of like who he was and what he stood for. And like, I think it really does like have an impact on like people that do attend the event. I know I get asked that at the gym, you know, from a couple of the air force people are like, Oh, you know, what, what's that shirt for? And I, and I give the brief description I have, uh, from college, but now I'm going to have so much more information. And I think the, the last thing we can end on here uh, is finishing off with just Connor's story, who he was, 
if you guys want to share any of the camp reactions that you guys got without uh getting getting too teared up over there i know brian is an emotional guy but uh yeah i'll just hand the floor over to you and and this is how we can kind of wrap up the interview yeah i i'm definitely an emotional guy i mean talking with camp quality i literally had to have my camera off just kind of hearing just people and just news stories that that's like the the best part of just meeting like these new people that were associated with them where um who connor was in in essence was i i grew up with him next door i literally knew him his entire life um so he's basically my my brother was there through all of it um but in essence he was a a basketball player uh that was just something that he loved to do. A story that I, I just mentioned was we would go to the children's hospital and just fresh off surgery. Uh, he'd be like, all right, we got to go. I'm like, you can't go anywhere. And they had this little like basketball court and we would just play, we just play horse and he couldn't really move because with the knee surgery, um, he literally just could barely move. So he just wanted to shoot a little bit. And then the nurse came and we got in trouble, but that's just kind of who he was where he didn't let the, cancer or the surgeries really to find what he was doing um he just kept kind of going with with what he wanted to do with basketball being a love um and in essence he was a great friend he was somebody that i think a lot of people in the community um as we see every year everyone has their story about connor which is just great to hear um and that's just the kind of person that he had where he just had a magnetism that he wanted to be your friend um even during like the, the worst moments, like he was happy to have anybody come visit him. Um, uh, it's definitely something that, that stinks that we're, we're just talking about him and he's not here. But um, as we've been talking about, this is, this is the best thing I think we can do to really honor his memory and kind of help other kind of people going forward that might have been dealing or are dealing with, with this situation. Was he a southpaw like you or, or was he shooting righty? And, and no, he's, he... He, was a right, he was a righty and he's a better shooter. Okay. What? So was he your was he your point guard or was he a shooting guard? Uh, so freshman year, which is like mad funny. He's like four eleven, but he's a goddamn sniper. So we'd have to like set screens. Just he couldn't really shoot over anybody. Okay. Stack didn't him he, in didn't the he corner. set a record at Matuchin for a number of three pointers made? For a yeah, I think he said like the like the freshman like three point record because he played a uh, played varsity. But he's a big uh, JJ Redick Duke guy. So that was that was his go to. So really, really fit. <laughs> yeah i'll hand it off to you matt if you want if you want to close yeah out. um yeah so i think if if like i was to like summarize it in like a few words like i think like some of the some of like the little words that kind of come to mind is just like positive like brian said he always was always had a positive spirit like literally down to his last day like i remember um one of my brothers i was organized at tom morrison he was telling the story um, about one of the last times the last time we saw connor um I remember walking in, it was like a couple of our buddies from um, middle school and we didn't really know what to expect. Like we were kind of told by his parents and like people that visited before, like, hey, like he's just like be prepared. Like, it's kind of like, he's not feeling the best. So like, don't, like, don't, don't push him too much. And like, let it like, so we kind of walked in like, oh, we were like, walked in like we were like all super nervous and like kind of like walking in eggshells on the way in. Yep. As soon as we saw him, like immediately, like he just like, flipped the room like and like and like Brian said like he had this magic about him that like as soon as you saw him like you just you just you just felt way better about yourself like and he had a way of like impacting people too like the word that someone from the camp brought up was impact and like this he met he met this guy at the camp um 
Mike, who was like his uh, his companion. So it was like an older dude that was volunteering. And he was like paired up with Connor as companion for the week. And Connor had such an impact in one week that he was like, I, I wanted Connor to be my groomsman at my wedding. And like, he was like wow. telling us about how, like he was getting choked up about like how he was kind of robbed of that. And like in one week, like Connor was able to like, take us somebody so much that like, he wanted to like to make him his groomsman. He was in the wedding um, party. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like, like one thing that everyone always brings back and you hear the story with about like the games and the key, I'm sure like he would love it um, to hear that like someone's standing there yelling on a game like it's about him. It's just that it gives a competitive nature, this competitive spirit. So like he fought cancer, beat it, came back, whatever the fuck. Like the whole like Stuart Scott quote where it's like, um, like he did, like, Stuart Scott's book, he kind of defines like I didn't, I didn't, losing the cancer is a mindset. It's not like, it's not the final outcome. It's how you, how you treat the cancer. And even though Connor's not like with us, like Connor did not lose the cancer. In my mind, like Connor beat cancer and things like this, things like the honor and the camp quality, the things like this and conversations that we have here where we can talk about Connor just shows that like he won that battle. In my heart, he won that battle. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing. Um, me and Drew have been on a little bit of a break on TWBLC. We were excited to get this one back. I would say it's out of our lane for our typical segments, uh, but it's it's definitely fun to listen to. And we will be plugging uh, Camp Quality, Camp More, as well as the Insta page to, to get all that information for the Honor Connor Classic. Thanks for sharing everything. I, I learned a lot more about Connor, and I'll be happy to, to pass that story along in the gym when I get asked about the shirt now. Yeah. And I have one, I have one last thing. I see you guys posting damn win picks for uh, football. Um, yes. I'm a big horse racing guy and this is like the Super Bowl weekend. So it's a okay. cup. So Friday and Saturday is like the best horses from around the world. So we're talking Japan. Britain, I got my Ireland. notepad here. Let's hear yeah, it. I got so my note ready. I'll give you guys a race on Friday and a race on Saturday. Okay. Um, to, to pick. All right. So Friday race 10 at Del Mar. Uh, it's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. So two-year-olds at 8.30 p.m. in NBC Sports. Last race of the day. We have a horse coming in, uh, modern games from overseas. Last race in England, he's a monster. So I like him on top. So first and exacted, a horse coming in first and a horse coming in second in order. You have to pick it in order. Yep. And you can box it, but I'm not a box guy. So I'll give you a cold. You're going to go one six exacta in race 10 at Del Mar. So... The six-horse McKinnon is, is named after Nathan McKinnon, and it's owned by uh, a hockey player on the Colorado Avalanche, Eric Johnson. So it's a good story, and the horse had some trouble in his last race. I think it's going to take a big step forward. Let's go 1-6 cold exacta on Friday at 8.30. And then Saturday, I feel like i got to give a pick for the classic, so the big race. It's The, the race is the, – the purse is $6 million, so first place will get $3 million. Big race implications for it's a, it's, a, it's a Super Bowl. Everyone knows the Derby, but if you're a real horse player, if you're a real horse fan, the Classic is the biggest race of the year. So there's two horses from the same trainer that are going to be duking it out. Those are two favorites. Um, so how I'm going to play it is I'm going to play those two favorites. I'm going to play an exacta four or five on top, but underneath I'm not going to have those horses. So what I'll do is how you bet it is when you go into the four NJ bets app in New Jersey or wherever you're betting is you go four or five on top. And then I like either, I like the three horse and I like the six horse underneath. So try to make some money by playing the terrier favorites I make by doing it exactly. So hopefully one of these bets hits and, and helps uh, 
Like, any any hit money? bets has to be donated to the Honor Connor class. Yeah, like, yeah. Copyright yeah. I mean, at least only at least seventy five percent of the proceeds right yeah. to the Honor Connor Classic. Hey, win win a horse race, buy a shirt, have a day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Excellent. I mean, there. I I think you'll be surprised at how many of horse enthusiasts are probably actually listening to our pod. I know my brother <laughs> is going to be extremely fired up to bet that exactly probably so we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to report back on uh, the big winnings hopefully of that massive like saturday one you got going yeah i like i think that i like the friday one better play it cold put like five or ten dollars on the exact it could pay like two hundred dollars for a one dollar bet hopefully and probably not probably closer to 100 but it could pay fat ten put ten dollars on you could be looking at two two g's <laughs> huge huge if we're lucky Drew, any parting thoughts? No, no. I commend you guys for coming on and, and doing what you're doing. And, and we obviously appreciate you guys sharing his story. So we'll, we'll be sure to continue to um, expand this as far as we can, um, given the reach that we have. And, and we appreciate you guys coming on. And you guys are always invited on again, too. Like when we do picks, we'll have to pull you guys back in at some point. And, I mean, and when the derby on, is on the or derby. anything like this, we got our guy. Now, we'll have to do like a derby back, special. Yeah. You got yeah, me. 100%. <laughs> But awesome. thanks again, guys. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you. All right, guys. Thank see you. you, guys. Wonderful interview with Brian and Matt there. Uh, I think inspirational to us when we're trying to get into the charity game as far as making something happen because it really is get the ball rolling and then you kind of just pile on. You pile on, you, the money starts piling up and you reach more and more people through the charity. So, it's a challenge to us to actually get ours started and get ours off the ground. Uh, but it's always inspirational to see, I would say very young adults giving back to their community. Yeah. Especially in the way that they were able to grow and expand things in the past six years is pretty remarkable in their, their drive to continue that. So. Um, and, and turning just a, you know, a, a sad loss story into something really cool. That's like legacy fulfilling absolutely with that let's hop in right back into our normal segments drew's dad joke coming up let's lighten the mood lighten the mood lift things up a little bit i got a good one um i found it to be very clever this week let me pull it up oh boy where'd it go here it is <laughs> boy am i rusty all right drew's dad joke we're not sponsored by anybody yet at this point um we well, have ended all sponsorships this week was sponsored by the Anaconda Classic. Okay, yes, yes. We can cut that out. We can cut that out. This week's Drew's Dad Joke bought, bought to you. Oh, my God. Brought to you by the Honor Connor Classic. Follow them on Instagram. Check out their website. Um, doing a hell of a job. Hell of a story as well. Um, not your average dad joke. I'll just preface it with that. So okay. you think outside of the box. All right. What did the zero say to the eight what did the zero say to the eight think visually at the way the numbers no it, i mean the eights comprised of two zeros practically practically one one would say what did the zero say to the eight i don't know i mean that's a tough one that belt looks good on you that's yeah 
that's it's tough. good that's it's tough. T- it's a tough cookie to crack but it's i audibly laughed when i heard it <laughs> that belt looks good on you for those of you who aren't understanding you put a belt around the waist of the zero and you sort of squeeze in its size and it you know looks right. like an eight yeah so not bad not bad you don't seem like it was good but not bad i'll get you back next week uh any big frauds that you'd like to shout out this week oh yeah i, I mean, got a ton. i got none because I, I know you're gonna give the one big one here. i mean there's a ton there's, i could go on and on and on and on about it aaron Rodgers is the number one fraud for yeah. the lion um and basically saying the interview asked I'll, I'll summarize it basically said are you vaccinated and what is your stance on the vac the nfl's vaccination policy yeah and he said and i quote i am immunized or something along those lines yeah. insinuating that he was prac he was following other forms of practice outside of the nfl's Which, protocol to get the direct vaccine. i'd imagine scientifically you are not immunized either through those no. holistic means I- exactly so basically you know i don't want to start throwing out the fact that he's a liar and slander him to that extent but he certainly misled a ton of people yeah especially his tone and the way that he had sort of gone about it certainly rubs me the wrong way and a huge week against the Chiefs um, mm-hmm. in one of the biggest games of, of the year for both teams. Could be a huge break for the Chiefs. 100%. Uh, and you lose your, your franchise quarterback. So really, Possibly for two weeks because he's potentially for two weeks. Saturday. Yep. If, but he has It'll to be the test negative twice. Yep, when he'll be back into the building. So huge uh, point in the season for a lot of teams. And to, to miss your franchise quarterback for two weeks is uh, not ideal for them. So financially to me it's it's crazy that an organization would take that risk right because that's what we were talking yeah. about at the beginning of the season with yeah. with cam and the pats and exactly saying, you Cut get right to out those of the picture. crucial weeks at towards whether it's the middle or the end of the season big yeah. game when you need you need your guys gone like there's no decision point there it's they are out yeah and it's biting them in the ass and uh i i feel bad for people like our buddy rick your, your personal buddy, Rick, he's yeah. probably going through the ringer a little bit. It's tough for the fans and it's tough for the players too. Like a guy like, you know, Devante in the offense, the fact that they're their leader. So-called How about a guy like, who's complaining about the organization coming into the year. I imagine, you yeah. know, contract disputes, he's going to leave next year, all this stuff. He's the Kyrie. He's the Kyrie of the NFL. And then, and then basically saying, I'm not going to do everything I can to win the Super Bowl this year because yeah. right. That's, that's what it comes down to. If you're doing agree. everything you can, you are limiting the risk and getting the vaccine. That way you don't miss yeah. multiple games. And, and one more thing, just in closing, to wrap it up, like there's a certain level of aggravation in, um, I guess, frustration and maybe even hatred toward people like Cole Beasley and those folks who are publicly um, slandering the idea of getting the vaccine. Yep. But to completely to essentially lie and mislead the media uh, potentially. I mean, I'm sure the the organization was aware that he wasn't vaccinated, but to mislead the fans, the media, the most of the league outside of like actual members of, of the teams is probably even worse in my opinion. So really tough look for him this week. And obviously a, a massive distraction in a huge week uh, as we approach sort of the, the witching hour of the season here where wins become losses and losses become ties. Shout out to Scott Hanson and red zone. 
you said it best. We're getting into the crunch time, and you need your guys. And unfortunately, the Packers don't have theirs. So he's my friend of the week, and probably yours as well. Absolutely, yeah. I knew you were going to get there, so that's that's huge. Uh, as far as like the Chiefs go, they are sitting at let's see, I think four they're and four. four. And four. Yep, right of where the Pats are. So that actually screws us, Kurt, directly. Correct. And like, you got to think they're going to figure out a way to pull one out against a backup QB. Although I will give the Green Bay Packers defense, they've been much better than in the years past. So that could give them a chance. But like them moving to five and four versus the four and five and still way down in that division is huge. Like, it's huge, not only against us as well, but then you're looking at the Chargers and the Raiders in that division who are the, the real contenders. It's like, now you get the Chiefs breathing down your neck. And if yeah. they figure out something on Anything, defense, yeah, you guys might trouble. be in trouble. Exactly. Yeah, it's a log jam right there in the middle for those wild cards. And, yep. you know, especially extra as the team, season closes. Extra teams in the yeah, playoffs this extra year. Extra team, extra week. It's, it's huge. But we'll, we'll get into that later when we review picks. True. All right. Lastly, we'll wrap this show up with a quote. This one coming from Andre Agassi. I am listening to his audiobook right now, open. Pretty good, not bad. I don't know how I like the listening to the audiobooks. I'm not, I don't know if I'm sold on it yet. The one thing I do like is you can speed it up. So I'm going at 1.5 times the speed. That way we get through it a little quicker. I think this one comes directly from the book as well. Andre Agassi said, been cheered by thousands, booed by thousands, but nothing feels as bad as the booing inside your own head during those 10 minutes before you fall asleep. I like that. It's deep. It's deep. It is. Gives you a sense of drive and motivation for the next day to come. It does. I look at it. As always, signing off. Pat from last year. Play us out. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sausage. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.